With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> yeah. You see the, hold on. You see the JVC. Bruv, don't play with the JVC top. So I know you just have a JVC video recorder in your house, you Absolutely. And TV. Absolutely. Anyway, without further ado, big up first before I even start, big up Arsenal FC 2-0 victory. Every time I go to the Emirates, we always get the W. Always. I haven't been to one Emirates match that we've lost, and I keep I hope to keep that hundred percent record going. Uh please God, don't let me down. Please, you never do let me down. But great first half header by Thomas Partey, um, and my man just, and my man Alexandre Lacassette just kill off the game with a penalty, ain't scored for a hot minute, 2-0, game done, Leicester, send them back up the motorway, <laughs> yeah, big up Arsenal, the Gunners, anyway, Leicester, dream it, believe it, become it, come on down. We ain't ramping today. I want people to realize, you know, if we ain't ramping, I got, I got microphone now. Yeah, you know, it's serious now. Cause, you know what I mean? Because Gary T fucked the, the other one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Still ain't got my microphone. <laughs> Gary's gone yeah, with it. He's gone with it, man. But Amazon, boy, it's incredible, man. I just yesterday said, yeah, next day delivery. So we're all good. They deliver on a Sunday. What more can we say? I don't know why Gary's laughing, the little thief. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, T fucked my microphone. <laughs> yeah. You can't play with Amazon. You can't, Amazon nah, is just taking over everything. Yeah, yeah Amazon how is. You, how can you beat it, um, Spence? Like, it's you the next day delivery. You can't. You can't. 40 pounds? What? I said, this has to go get a mic. Because everyone's saying, oh, the sound quality Spence. And it's echoing Spence. And the, 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 the. I said, yeah, don't worry about that, man. Big up. Late show 42. You know, Lions. Miss Ringside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gary said, What's mine is yours, and what's yours is mine. Yeah, Noah Bridget, what's mine is mine, and what's yours is mine. 
Oh tight, yeah, you know the set, Gary. Oh tight, 1977 Dwight. Sup up, what's up, bros? Good vibes. Uh Lou Bendrew, good evening, gents. Yeah, we're in our Miss Ringside, the one and only assist, in the yeah. building. Come on. Um, bruv, we got so much recap yesterday. A lot of a lot of talk on this fight. It was has to go down thus far. I mean, we're only three months into the month, but this is going down as a fight of the year candidate already. One million percent. It was an incredible fight, too. Brilliant yeah. fight. And uh, uh, it, we're going to talk about it. You know, uh, there was a little sour at the end because we wasn't too sure the condition of Michael Colon, but he's up. He's up swearing. <laughs> I told man about the swearing thing. He's up on the hospital bed swearing, chatting about rematch. Uh, good shot, and you know, his humor's there, and uh, everything the CT scan um, is clear. So, you know, all we ask is for good health when these young men put their lives on the line for our entertainment. And uh, he's okay, Spence. He, he, he's okay, he's okay. And also, um, ladies and gentlemen, how does my, how does my mic sound? Because I know, like, usually before I'd be sounding very echoey because I'm doing it from my my. MacBook Air, but now it's different things. So just when you don't tell me like how it sounds, kind of it shouldn't be sounding echoey. Um, we we were treated to something really special mm. um, yesterday, um, and who would have thought that British boxing, um, some it's seventeen years since we saw. Uh, Jose Luis Castillo and Diego Corrales go at it like that. The knowledge. Right? <laughs> so to see it, thank you very much, Bobby Wright. So to see it now and to see a fight like that in the UK, brother, we're all winning. I've got to turn off my oven to you hear it beeping. <laughs> were you cooking again? Now for this is the original Arsenal kit, and as my man Vision Target shoot sh said, must be 1992 93 season kit. I'm gonna check, I don't even know. Um, JVC kit, Arsenal, uh, JVC Arsenal kit, what year 93 94 season? Told this you. Is the 93 1994 season one of our best seasons, if I'm not mistaken? But bruv, it, it's the original top, right? He was wearing this top, right? He was wearing this. You see, Christopher Anthony knows the era, he knows the era. But, um, anyway, as you were saying, Spence, before you went and turned off your oven, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, we were treated to something incredibly special last night. Mm. Um, and just like Tundi was telling me, no, my man won't hurt because he knows boxing. Obviously, I don't. <laughs> know. You know what I mean? No, I know boxing. And I heard the pause because I said, I'm not going to get in an argument with Tundi online right now. Um, <laughs> I know when I might get clipped because I know when someone gets clipped because Michael Condon has never in his whole entirety of professional boxing fought that aggressively because he's not going as a puncher but he had no fear and then maybe it was a fact of like he was 
overconfident. Like, it's my destiny to win this crown. But also, I've got to say this, and I hope that he doesn't mind me me speaking about it, but I know, like, um, our thoughts and prayers out with Adam Booth because he lost his mother last week. Mm. Right? The trainer of Michael Conlon. So, and he didn't go public with it and all the rest of it, which I understand why he didn't go public with it. Mm. Um, Bruv, oh, then wait there, Balfour. Bruv, you know how much this kit costs? You can't go buy this kit, this for the standard kit now. It's a hundred pound kit, fam. <laughs> but anyway, go and spend. Right. So what, what I'm saying is, um, my condolences and my heart goes out to all of Adam Booth's family and to the Booth family. Yes. Absolutely. I've never, ever seen, I've worked with Adam Booth. I've worked with Adam Booth for my Dave Walker fight, which was the BBC fight of the year. But I was also working with Tundi for that fight as well. Um, yes, and I remember, I remember saying to, I remember when I knocked down Dave Walker in the first round, I ran to the corner at the end of the belt, end of the round, I ran to the bro, corner. You ran to the corner like you was running from the police, bro. Right? <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I jumped. Right. But I remember, I remember going back and, and Adam saying that just be calm and don't exert that energy. So you know how much energy is going to take out of you. But like you're good, so don't worry. Just keep on going. Bro, you and, won the lottery. <laughs> yeah, well, I did, I did, I did, uh, because I've still got good health today. Come on, come on. <laughs> right, right. So, well, for that time, Adam knows about the exertion of energy, and Adam Booth is a psychologist. He studied this thing. He knows this thing, right? And it's not—he's not just um, saying it for the sake of saying it. He actually knows this thing. So when I saw him when Conlon got dropped in it was a slip. No, but it was a it's still a punch that administered nah, that. No, 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 it weren't no punch. We went through this last night. Don't no, start. no, we didn't. So therefore, I would say to anyone, go back and watch. He you got go with a shot. No, no, Tundi, man, it weren't it touched the gloves, man. It never it touched no the punch. glove. He, he touched the glove. My man's hand. Kind of brush on his glove. It weren't no punch. It weren't no. It never touched his face. It didn't touch his face. So it touched his body, though. Did it touch his body, Tony? I get out of it, man. I'm asking you. Did it touch his body? No. This is why the re That's the reason why Adam Booth was so livid. Yeah. It, but this is where this is what this is what I'm getting to. So yes. Adam Booth came out of boxing cerebral, as we know. He came out of his level of of cerebral. Composure. Thank you very much. So the words right in my mouth, right? One second. Can you put some cream on your fingers? Look at these people. It is us. I don't know if you're gonna eat it. Just put the cream on the finger. Just go take the finger. Just like, oh, you need the finger. Sure. Right. Mind you, Mrs. Tumpy up here. Right. So he he left that level of of that that composure, that composition that he had. Right, mm, mm. He, he left it because he was so angry, knowing that I, the winning the fight, but it could be tight, and we don't know, and we're on a man's home ground. All these things are running through his head, right? Mm. And he lost that level. So I don't know the instructions or when he was being, in, when he was instructing his fighter after that, because I know the energy was more focused on the liberty of the supposed knockdown that wasn't a knockdown. I shouldn't be ruled on knockdown, but I've watched the thing. And he got touched with something, right? Mm. And that's that. He got touched. No, it was a slip off of the canvas, but it was still that the guy threw a shot 
and it's through interpretation of Steve Gray is a very good referee. I can't, I don't often complain about Steve Gray's refereeing, and also when he works as a judge, I don't usually argue about it, right? So I think that kind of threw him, but also, and you know, because you've been with a fighter who has who's had adversity in, in, in family family passings. Yeah. Your mind's not your mind can't be on it. I can speak from my own experiences. Your your mind cannot be on it at that time. It's, it takes it takes a really, really special kind of person to lock to lock off all of that mental baggage and and, 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 and that blockage. So I think that played a part in the fight as well, to tell you the truth. Mm, well, it, I mean, you could have a point there. And it all, as you say, it depends on what kind of instructions Adam gave his fighter to go out in that. I'm just watching that re this replay again. Oh, this is why. Because Condon sh um, shook his hand when he stood up and pointed to the floor as if to say it wasn't a knockdown. Steve Gray administered the count. Adam Booth rushes in, starts shouting at my man. Adam, did he get hit? Did he get hit with a shot? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at, I'm trying to right. get in slow motion, but it didn't look like a hit. But yeah, I'm watching it in slow motion now. Okay. Right hand, nah, that was from, he's back towards me. Let me see it from a different angle. Oh, maybe this is a better angle. Right hook. Top of the head, right hook misses. Yeah, it kind of pushed him. It's like he pushed him. It, like it, it grazed, yeah, it was a grazing yeah. shot. Yeah. So, yeah. so that is that's why I'm saying that it was a knockdown as much yeah. as it was a you know what I mean? It yes, was a knockdown. Yeah. But as you said, the way Adam Booth got in the ring, yeah, was very uh and yeah. out of character, shall we say. Yeah, uh, for, him, for him. But there was right. a lot on the line. Right, right. Of course, there was a lot on the line. There was a lot on the line. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot of pressure. There was. Um, I know, um, mm -hmm. like you had Todd the Birth, um, who's that the son-in-law of Bob Arum, over for this fight, mm -hmm. knowing, like, and he's one of the heads of Top Rank, knowing the magnitude of this fight and the importance of this fight, because mm -hmm. they would have sold him big out in America. And then you'd have got all of the Irish contingents coming out for this shoot because when Condon fights up in Ireland, it's a madness. Mm. I mean, that arena was packed yesterday. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, my condolences to Adam Booth and his family um, offer that. Do so I what you're saying, sorry, sorry to cut. So what's basically what you're saying that based on his mental, maybe because of what had happened with the, you know, with his family or his mother. Uh, a week or so previously, it made him act out of character, which had an effect. On I the believe fight. so. I'm not taking nothing away from Conlon because listen, Conlon's a he's not sorry, nothing away from Lee Wood, right? Lee Wood is a gangster, right? Mm. But what I am saying is that I believe a fight like this, I speak to other people, it's like Adam Booth really needed that win. You know what I mean? And sometimes you can put so much emphasis on getting a win that it takes out your rationale or thinking. And that's what I believe. I believe that he put too much emphasis because, like, they were saying, like, I really... Because if we go back 10 years ago, Adam Booth was the man to go to. 10, you know what I mean, 12, maybe 15 years ago, Adam Booth was the man to go to. When David Haby came... 
um, when not in fact, when the night David Hay knocked out Enzo Macanelli, right? Yep, I was there. Yep, so was that. Yep. It was an incredible night. Yep. Then I was working for Santa, right? That yep. night there, Adam Booth was in demand, right? And that's when they started to call him the Dark Lord. Do you remember mm. that? Of course, right? Mm. So, and that was that. That was two thousand and eight. That fight. Mm. You know what I mean? And it was it was a vicious. It was that March. That fight was March two thousand and eight. Right at the what was that that was at the O two. Mm. Right. So I'm saying from then we had that kind of motion and movement towards Adam Booth as a trainer. So I'm saying when people say that he needed that win, I think because he ain't got no he ain't got no top caliber fighters. But not only that, I don't know if Adam Booth's interest in boxing is like how it first was. I know that he loves boxing, but I don't know if he's in love with boxing anymore. Mm. So, yeah. Well, it, it, you know, he's had a couple of, you know, I would say a couple of bad months. You know, Liam Williams lost mm-hmm. against Chris Eubanks Jr. And then he's got this loss last night. So that's like two high-profile fighters in his stable. I think the only two high-profile fighters um, that he's got. Was he training Shannon Courtney? I don't yeah, think he trained her as well. And she lost as well. Oh. And she lost as well. So, you know, yeah. listen, you know, everything is cycles. Um, all I can say is that Adam has had a good run. You know, he had a fantastic run, made his name with David Hay. Um, uh, ben Davison, trainer of the year from the British Boxing Board of Control. Um, also getting a lot of stick from, from the boxing community. Even people in here right now. Yeah. <laughs> people are still yeah. brother. They're dissing Ben Davidson and saying that, bruv. What's that? I read, I read it you know I just got I just got a phone call from Colin McMillan, former WBO world Fever. weight champion. Yes. How you doing, Cole? All right, Ben. All right, Colin, can you hear me? Yeah, your, your line's a bit mooky, bruv. You pay your phone bill? Now, Colin lives in the rich part of the, the, the land where he don't get service. Yeah, Colin. Hello? Can you hear me, mate? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Now, I'm, I'm live right now. I'm live. I rang you just before, but I just want your opinion on the fight of last night. Did you watch um, the Wood Conlon fight? I didn't, see, I didn't see all of it, to be, to be honest. I saw um, only sections of it, so I can't really make a, a really. It was a, it was an incredible fight. And I, I suggest to Colin McMillan that you go and watch that fight. The fight was absolutely fantastic. But if I'd have got you earlier, I would have sent you a link for you to jump on the show. But whereas it sounds like you're on the road, Colin. Yeah, yeah. Just fight around the back of the moment. So yeah. No worries. But next time. Next time. Definitely. Massive pleasure. Big up Colin McMillan, former WBO World featherweight champion. Nice one, Cole. Take care. God bless, man. All right, bro. Sweet, sweet, yeah. sweet. C. We call him Sweet. C. Yeah, yeah. One sweet of the nicest C. people in boxing. Yep. Um, Balfour, let me tell you. Nice guy. Yeah, Balfour. He said, "How can you train people in East London, but not in South London?" Come on now, bro. Let me tell you something. I'm new to East London, but I've lived in South London for years. 
uh, or, or lived in South London for years. I always train people in South. It just so happens that when I came over here, um, you know, the gym was there. People didn't want to travel. And my thing is, London is London. If you want it as a fighter, you should be prepared to travel. Just like when we were younger, Spence, a man used to travel to all Bromley and Tunbridge Rose to play football and rugby and everywhere. Like so, Listen. Not, South London ain't far from East London, fam. I used to walk from and run in the morning from South London to East London Peacock Gym to train fighters. So if you're from South, you know I'm in East, you take yourself, your, your lazy ass, and come up there and get the work. <laughs> Not you personally, well, but it's just well. to say that, it's just to say that sometimes, you know, when things are on your own, on your doorstep, you don't appreciate them. So, you know, these, these kids who supposedly want to be trained, Make the j jump on the train. You're not kids. Jump on the train and come to the gym. And then we see how it is. Just wanted to clear that up, Spence. Yeah, I'm glad that you did because I could tell people when I was living in Forestall. Tony remembers my little penthouse I had there. When I was living, when I was living in Forestall, I would leave from Forestall and have to go clean over to East London, um, the Old Street. At Old Street, the Lion Gym, I had to take like three trains to get there, right? And go train there with Charlie Magri. This is 97. Come on. Sometimes I say these youths are too lazy nowadays. Right. Man. Matthew Barney, former British light heavyweight champion. Southampton. Oh, I'm glad that you know. Matt Barney was traveling from Southampton, you know. He would drive down. He used to have a, he used to have a green, brand new golf. You know what I mean? Matt, uh, Matt Barney's from the traveling community. Yes, he'll drive down from Southampton every day to train a medium spot. So I don't want to hear no, I don't want to hear no talk out of no one's mouth. <laughs> come on, come on. You go the extra mile if you want to get the reward. That's just how it yep. goes. Yeah, um, lies in the camp. Tundi's airline has reduced since the car broke fight. Him and Spence on a level deserve commentary of the century, bro. I'm telling you, come on, man, man. that fight made man's hairline reduce. I'm telling you, oh, it's man. a serious fight. A but you know, it's a fight every week. But I might have to take a trip to Turkey for them to <laughs> do with the thing. Spence is the only man that can make reduced hairline look fashionable. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Anyway, but yeah, back to Where the comment. I'm sorry, Sean, Sean, Sean Collins, and there's no beef whatsoever between me and Adam Booth. Me and Adam Booth are really cool. If you are on Instagram, go to Master Knowledge, you see how you can post it, Adam Booth. Um, like I said, my heart my heart goes out to him because he, he's, he's my papa passed away. Mm, yeah, big up, Adam. Adam yeah, cool. doing the wrong thing. Um, celebrity artwork. What are you drinking tonight, Tundi? Did you get some distilled water? <laughs> Bro. I was at Arsenal. I was in the box, Frankie's box, eating, drinking the best foods. I didn't want to come out there, but I had to leave early because I'm not in there with that Russian business with the crowds and everything like that. Even, even though I left 15 minutes before the game finished, there was still so many people moving out. But anyway, in terms of the actual fight, going into that last round, Spence, how did you have it? Um... I had Conlon up um, by one round. Mm. Mm. 
In the last round, I going into the twelfth round, I had it one oh one oh three and one oh four in Conlon's favour. That's how I saw it. White Talk TV said, Hi lads, do you think the early knockdown played against Conlon and made them engage too much early? No, like Tony said, when you see a man effing and blinding the week prior, he was too pumped and he was saying, like, I want to give it to this guy like no one's business because remember, he's a two time Olympian. You know what I mean? Um, he's a World Games medalist. So in his mind, He's thinking anything Lee Woods is bringing is actually beneath me, right? It's beneath me. I'm far superior. And you can see, yeah, you can see the work that he was putting in. And I've never seen him stand in the pocket like he has and throw punches with such spiteful and mean intentions. I've never seen it. But that's the thing, Spence. He's not a puncher. I know. He ain't a puncher, and I believe at the fev at those lower weights, you need to be able to punch on the world class scene. You need to be able to punch, and that could really be um, Conlon's Achilles' heel going but forward. You're that, just say that knockdown. Um, just say that knockdown happened thirty seconds prior. Yeah. Because it happened at the end of the round. 30 seconds prior, and then Conlon goes out and rushes him and stops him then. We wouldn't be complaining. We'd say, bloody hell, Conlon has blitzed him in one round. Mm. So... I still wouldn't have called him a puncher. I'm not saying that he's a puncher. Yeah. What I'm saying is, he's very, he's very easy. I know, unless the point you're making. But I'm saying that uh, Michael Conlon is very well-timed with his shots. Yes. You know I mean, and, that, and he fooled him as well because... When he threw that, when he threw that left hand to knock him down, he threw the shot. He stepped back and he, as he stepped forward, he planted his feet and he threw the shot. And if you watch, because I watched, I watched that, I watched that knockdown quite a few times. If you watch Lee Wood as he's standing there, he drops his right hand, thinking that he's going to go for a body shot, and he left himself open because he, he extends his, he sends his right hand to try and catch, um, to try and catch. Conlon's hand to try and catch Conlon's left hand and Conlon goes over the top of it. So he changed the angle. So he fooled him with the shot and clapped him boom on the chin and had him over. But he, he so, kept, oh, he, I agree with you. He's, he's not a puncher because his record doesn't suggest anything that he's a puncher. But why I'm saying he's a good fighter. Yeah, absolutely a good fighter. Um, but what I noticed very early on and it, 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 it played out to be the case is that Woods, Woods didn't care what Conlon was trying. Even when he got knocked down, he was still coming forward, Spence. It was. He, didn't, he didn't respect the power. Now, moving forward, Conlon has said he wants a rematch. Do you see any change if there were to be a rematch? You know what? Um, I know Michael and Jamie really well. They're really cool guys. Right? I'm just going to be real. I don't, I'm not too sure the reverberation of the fight and the psychological damage that could have been done in that fight. Mm. Right? It's not like, oh, we went close and I got robbed on points. Or it was close and I got stopped and it was a cut. You, you got, got, got knocked. And, and like, you got knocked out. Like, 
It's only because people got love for you why there ain't loads of memes running around about you. Bro, yeah? it's only that. Because even me, yeah. I was about to, I was going to gas up the thing on the next <laughs> level. But because of, of, of him being knocked out and then dropping on the floor, as I said, that kind of soured it because we ended up more worried about his well-being than the actual giving Woods the praise that he deserved. Yeah, yeah. That's why no one ain't really talking about the victory, you know, like that. It's more no. about it's more about Conlon's health and you know he's back and thank God he's back, which is which is you know understandable. We should be concerned about his health and everything like that. But you know, Woods unfortunately cannot enjoy the victory the way I guess that he wanted to. Um, oh, he's enjoying it now, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think well, he's enjoying it now. Because well, there was a picture of both of them together. And you know what I mean? So he's thinking, oh, you're all right now. Now I'm going to celebrate. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just grateful that we got to witness a fight of that magnitude. Bro, the fight was exciting. Right. It was that a was very, exciting. very exciting fight. Mmm. Mmm. What, so what else is happening? Delivery, delivery artwork. Um, I just had the bread pudding. That's what I've just eaten. Bread pudding at half past eight. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. <laughs> that's right. So all of this is going to get burned off anyway. Big up Yoda Bakes. He says, big up the man them. Come um, on. True Blitz said it reminded me a lot of both, uh, both Frotch versus Goldfrax with a brutal KO. You agree with that, Spence? You know what? Somebody else who said that to me earlier today. Um, I think it was Ron McIntosh that said there were similarities of that fight. And mm. I get what you're saying, but no, as far as I'm concerned, that fight, yes, it was better. Yeah, because it was more trading. Uh, yeah, you know, way more one trading. Got knocked, one got knocked down, got back up. Um, it, was a, it, was, it was an exciting fight, Spence. And that's why it's got to go down. One thing I was saying now, Right. I heard Michael Conlon say he got gassed. And I'm saying something don't add up. Like, these are supposed to be experienced guys, top trainers. And you would think, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think to myself, why is he getting gassed? Because you said he was getting gassed from early on in that fight. Well, you know what? I'm not saying that he was getting gassed. I saw that he got hurt with shots. Okay. Right? But, but he was a man like, even though he wanted it so much, even when he was getting hit with shots and it hurt him, he was just firing back. But I'm telling you this now, wherever I've been fortunate to watch so much boxing and the, and the interpretation of body language, if a man's aggressing, sometimes he's aggressing because he doesn't want you to know that you kind of, you hit him with a shot. And one thing I do know is that Lee Wood can punch. You know what I mean? And, and you could see, at certain, at certain, at certain ends of the rounds, when the rounds where I don't think Lee would won, but he'd go back and he'd be doing this like, yeah, yeah, because he's landing, and he's saying, right, eventually I'm going to catch him, and that's what happened. Miss Ringside says, can we discuss David Diamante? <laughs> there was some crazy stuff about the accident being a hoax, and how did he recover in twelve weeks? <laughs> it's a little strange. Why would he lie? Brown, the man is busting the empire move. <laughs> Listen, that little Justin, what's his name? Justin, similar, similar. He's busting the empire uh, move. Uh, you know what? Uh, listen, the way how they were talking after the crash, yeah, 
it was like he's gonna dead, bro. Trust me. Right? I see the I see the man coming in the ring dancing like like he was in Mary Poppins Serati. Dreadlocks moving like Bob Marley in the bro, wow. his dreads was moving like Bob. <laughs> right. right, yeah, exactly. Also, oh, someone um, said screws in his spine and that. Listen, I'm, I'm not saying that. Listen, I'm not looking. Like, listen, I don't know. I don't know. I like the Dave Diamond. I like him a lot. He's a cool guy. Right? But what I am saying is, a lot of people are saying it's a hoax. A lot of people are saying it's a hoax. You mean? And I'm telling everyone this, you know. <coughs> if that is a hoax, if it was a hoax, you're gonna say I'm gonna come back to you, bro. You don't. Oh, but they know that. You can't lie on those things. It will come back to you. I told you. I remember one time. I remember one time. I wind up my parents as a youth, yeah. And I and I and I, and I phoned them. I was at my aunt's. I mean, I phoned I phoned my dad's house, and they answered the phone. And I said, "Oh, hello, it's the police. We just arrested Spencer Fair on the road." And my dad was going mad. Dad, for what do you mean you arrested Spencer? I said, "I'm only joking. I'm only joking." Right, that was in the summer. That was in the summer of of eighty nine. Mm. Yeah, and let me tell you this, Tundi. When when I when I went out for New Year's for for the eighty nine to ninety New Year's, everyone used to go down West End, go down Trafalgar Square. You used to go down there. Everyone used to go Chuckadero and bust up the fruit machines. Hey, come on. When when I come out, when I was out on the road, I was on the bus. There's like I was on the bus coming back home. This must be about two o'clock in the morning, and I got nicked. They just right, and my dad said, "You see, you know why you get arrested." And I said, mm. "Can't remember you did four and ten lies, so you get arrested." Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this thing's serious. Mine will come out your mouth. Mine will come out your mouth. So if they diamante or whoever put this up and it is a hoax, please God, that it isn't. That it isn't, and that he just made some miraculous recovery, like he just took some Popeye spinach and he's back to normal. But if it is a hoax. I'm telling you, God's got something for you. Simple as that. No, no, no. no. I wouldn't even. I don't even think that's. I, I can't see why he would lie. It don't make no sense. And if he did it, it's it's very stupid. Um, Errol Spence versus Ugas fight is coming up. Big fight. Um, both of them had the face to face, the press conference. I'll be honest with you. Errol looks back to normal to me. He don't look like he's oh. suffered. No, oh. you know, he looks fresh. He looks fresh. He looks fresh. It's going to be a great fight. Um, how do you see that fight playing out, Spence? Um, I think it's a trickier fight than than um, what is what's expected. Um, simply because Ugas is riding on a immense high right now. Mm-hmm. He just got a win over a legend. Now, I don't business how old Manny Pacquiao is. Manny Pacquiao could be 75 years old. He's still Manny Pacquiao. Right, mm. and this is Manny Pacquiao that did beat convincingly beat um Broner, he convincingly beat and floored um Keith Furman, right? Mm. And took Keith Furman's unbeaten record. So, when we're looking at that, we've got to say, like, you know what, Ugas that was a good win because remember, Ugas was a step in guy, and I told everyone. I think Ugas is going to be all wrong. You know, muck around with them Cuba, man. Ugas going to be all wrong for Manny Pacquiao. And so says, so done. But this is a different thing. I think, I think Errol Spence needed a fight so he could have that bit between his teeth, right? 
I think before the fight, he, never, he weren't getting them before. I don't think he got those fights where he really had the, the bit between his teeth. He has to now because of you know the, the 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 dominance that we're seeing or have seen the dominance that we're seeing from Terence Crawford. And before everyone's talking, yeah, Spence Crawford, Spence Crawford. They're talking about Spence Crawford now, but people are speaking it in the way of Terence Crawford. Terence Crawford will beat Errol Spence. Errol Spence has got that bit between his teeth. I think Errol Spence is going to go out. They've been going back and forth on social media. I think Errol Spence is going to come out and do what he has to do with Ugas. But I'm telling you, that's not an easy fight for him. I still see Errol Wade, Spence. Wade McCleary said Ugas beat Porter, but he didn't get the decision. And I heard what you said, Spence. I heard what you just said. Yep. Errol Spence is going to brock up Ugas. <laughs> I'm telling you, fam. Errol Spence is going to brock up Ugas. No disrespect, Errol Spence. Errol Spence is too big, too strong, and his work rate is too much for Ugas. I'm putting that on the line right this second. This man had one of them A-team car crashes. <laughs> you know the A-team you know car crash? Where no, they spin around 50 times. Spin around. And the man come back and took Danny Garcia in his first fight back. And bust up Danny Garcia. And Danny Garcia is one of our guys. You know, he's my friend. You know, we, 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 we go to the gym, spend time with the family. You know, Danny's our man. But again... He had this terrible eye accident and he's come back and taken a solid fight. As you said, you guys is a solid fighter. Solid I, just believe, I just believe Terence, when I'm uh, um, sorry, Errol on his day is, as his name suggests, the truth. So we're going to see. And then obviously we set up the mega fight, which is Crawford against um, Errol Spence. According to Shakur, Errol Spence, uh, Terence Crawford is the best fighter hands down in boxing. That's what he said. That's what Who he said. said that? Who said that? Uh, Chris Stevenson. Oh, said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He said it. He said it on the show last last year, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's gonna. But I'm telling you, size may play a part in that fight with Terence Crawford because Errol is massive. He is massive. Like, Crawford kind of looks big as well, you know. But let's let's just get this right. A few fights ago, we was talking about Josh Taylor fighting <laughs> Terence Crawford and how big and you, Josh and you were saying, was. And you were saying that you think you could give him a run. I remember that, to me. Yeah, I, I did think that. Yeah, <laughs> but, I did, but I know you've changed subsequently. You, I don't know change. Absolutely, because, no, you know, I'm, and it's no disrespect to Jack Carroll, great fighter. In my opinion, he's still unbeaten because he beat Josh Taylor. He yeah, beat Josh Taylor. He just but he couldn't have done that to Terrence Crawford. No way. He could not have done that. What Miss he done to just ringside, Tundi. Miss Ring, hey, what? We have to bring up the Snapchat money, bro. <laughs> uh, Miss Miss ringside. ringside. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Number one, any update or news on Dylan White? Two, have you both considered mentoring and guiding people to get into the boxing business? There's a little, there is very little information on the internet about the business. And quite rightly so, there's very little information about the business on the internet because boxing is not easy. But when you, when you have, you got, and also when you come to this thing, you literally have to pay your dues. Right? That is the one, that's the one, Spence. Yeah. That is the one. 
right? But what we're living now, we're living in this cosmo, cosmo, uh, uh, this microcosmic force, which uh, tells us that um, we have to be like microwaves now. We're like here and now. You know what I mean? We're here and now. We don't want to. We don't want to sit down and marinate the food and all the rest. We'll put it in a microwave, press press two minutes, and if you see like you go look on the packet, it says, "Oh, you've got to cook the thing." You get all upset. You just want to fry it in the microwave. Boxing ain't like that. Boxing needs to be seasoned, and then you cook things. So, like I'm saying, you can eat microwave food, and it can be taste nice and all the rest of it. But what I'm trying to say to you is not like grandma's cooking when she used to season up the chicken. For all three weeks <laughs> so you can eat it so there, is, there are, there are going to be little there's going to be little about the boxing business on the internet reason being because the people who know the business don't want anybody else or outsiders actually coming to the business so and, not and, gonna... and i'll be honest with you i'm talking about our environment because most of the people that you're probably referring to miss ringside is gonna be people that come from our environment and one thing i can tell you firsthand I've advised people from, from our environment. I've given them knowledge that they didn't know. And you know what they did? They took that knowledge and go run and get to somebody else and go, go and go help someone else. So I'm like, hold on. I'm like, hold on. So you want to come drain out my knowledge and then go and give what I've told you to some other brothers. Yep. 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 Absolutely. So, so there's Absolutely. always a, there's always two sides to a coin, Miss Ringside, and you know it upsets me. You know, me and Spencer was talking about that. I sat down with one young man, a fighter. I'm not going to call no names. The man had a notepad and pen, took down <laughs> all the secrets, and then next thing I'm hearing them get announced with some next random manager. I'm like, ah, right, cool. Say nothing. Say nothing. And things like that make me not want to. Give man, because you know what? The knowledge is safer with me. Because hmm. I, I can help hmm. a man and 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 help them in a way. But guess what? You want to run and go and give these man percentage, but you don't want to come and give me little percentage. But yet you want to draw out my bro, you, you want to draw out my knowledge. Like, uh, just like that certain fire, I know you're talking about. Just like the certain fire that signed with somebody else, you know what I mean. And I heard that their trainer come to Tundi and said to Tundi, yeah, we need a sign-on bonus. But yeah, he's gone to a lesser man than Tundi with lesser profile, and there weren't no discussion of sign-on bonus or anything else like that. They just... But, oh, you know what? my goodness you know what? gracious you know Like, now people, now people come to me and say, why aren't you promoting no more? Why aren't you... And I'm saying, I am. I'm still promoting, but I'm promoting myself. Hmm. You know what I mean? I'm promoting myself. I'm making sure that I look after my... My, my family, my children. And, um, um, I, I, you want to say, sir? No, and I'm just saying, like, things like this in this boxing thing, um, you know, it's very, when people say, like, familiarity breeds contempt, it does on another level. But what I've noticed is, like, certain certain people are only brave when they're talking to man like me and you, Ton. Uh, yeah, because we look like them. Yeah, and again, Spence, you know, I've got a good friend, um, uh, Shante Mullins. Shout out, shout out, you're getting a, sh you're getting a shout out, Shante. You know, she's a psychotherapist, uh, Nona. We grew up together and everything like that. And she's doing very well in, you know, positive mindsets and changing and having impacts on impactful 
you know, impact on people's lives with positive uh, sessions, shall I say. You know, she charges, you know, doing well in a good business. And, um, you know, boxers have approached her and uh, she asked me for my advice. And obviously, it's a friend, so I'm going to give her advice. But I had to explain to her, enough of these youths that's coming to you, chatting about, they want to... Because there was one particular guy, again, you don't know, I'm not calling no names, so you don't know. I'm just giving the, the, the fact is right, the background, the, the backdrop. You know, What's the, kid had, the kid had, has had two amateur fights, or three amateur fights, and he wants to turn professional. <laughs> so, so, like, so I'm like, bruv. Well, I never called her a bruv, but I'm like... <laughs> What you need, what these young people need to understand is this is professional boxing. It's fighting. It's it's a serious business. <sighs> now I have to ask my question. Question. I have to ask myself the question, and you have to ask yourself the question. What would make the young guy want to turn professional after only three amateur fights? That's the question. And you know what the answer is? Because you don't want to work. You don't want to put in the graft. Yeah, you go and turn professional after two, three amateur fights and see everyone. People looking at Anthony Yard. Anthony Yard is a phenom. He's Are you a phenom. Like pe pe people like Anthony Yard don't come around every day. It's not everybody. They want to look at Anthony. Oh, we only had twelve amateur fights. Obviously, he had a great trainer, or has a great trainer. But the fact is, is that he has the drive, the will, the inner spirit, and the work ethic to make something of himself. And I just feel that a lot of these guys, even Bilal Ali, a lot of these, you know, these guys, are, they've been around me since they're 12 years old. They've been around me since they're 12 years old. They didn't just pop up on the TV. So all these kids who want all these mentoring and, and advice and everything, let me tell you something. It boils down to hard work. One million percent. You put in the hours, you got to pay your dues. Put in the hour, page your dues. Then go and read the books like The Secret, The Law of Attraction, all of these books. Not for you, you start reading these books, thinking you're just going to pop it, start saying, oh, I am a champion, I am a champion, I am a champion. Repeating that every day, and then you're going to wake up be a champion. Guess what? You repeat, I'm going to work. You see, you, you read your Law of Attraction every day and see what happens when you come in against a man that's dedicated his whole life 15, 16, 17, 18 hours a day to the sport. You it don't work like that. You have to work hard, put in the hours, and then, as I always say, you reap what you sow. And that's the key. You reap what you sow. But it's not, yeah, I'm telling you, I am a champion. I am a champion. You there repeating that eight hours a day, but I'm putting in work for eight hours a day. And you see who's going to win. I'm going to win. So, anyway. First of all, first of all. It's always, it's, it's always a, a, a subject which I, when, when I'm mentoring kids, because with me and Spencer, we do do that, you know, and I'm, I'm in a gym box up crime, big ups, Stephen Addison doing great work. Another, MBE. MBE, another young man that I mentored, used to be in the gym 5am in the morning with me, had his own dreams, had his own aspirations, went and built an organization, which is in many countries. And, you know, yeah. Boxing Box Crime is, is successful. Sponsored by Adidas. Great. And this kid, he works so hard. So we do do that, Miss Ringside. We do mentor people. And, and but I'm being honest with you. If you ain't willing to put in the work, don't respect, don't expect a reward. It's simple as that. 
Constance. Powerful said, I am a champion. I am a champion. Bro, that's what nothing these kids think they, they can do. Just say, I am a champion. I am a champion. I am a champion. I am yeah. a champion. Um, Gary Green's got a really good question there. Come on. on uh, Gary Green. Oh, yeah. You'll find it. He was at uh, 840. And um, he says, Ben Davison. Uh, it was maybe showed, yeah, showed that he has zero class celebrating and gloating while a fighter lays seriously injured on the floor. Mm. Now, I heard this from a couple of people, and there you go, you see it there, right? Okay. So, big up Gary Green. Um, and it was, and quite a few people have rang me over this, quite a few people in the professional game have rang me over this and said, nah, that went right. Um, I'm going to put that down to inexperience and youth. Yes. Right? Um, but then also, I'm going to say, like, with Ben, uh, Ben got propelled into big-time boxing for working with Tyson Fury. So he hasn't been able to learn the ropes because he'd been propelled right at that level yeah, the early on. on so the spotlight's on him. Um, and I, I did, I found that a little bit distasteful myself, but in saying that, I don't think that makes Ben Davison a bad person. I just think he's done a bad thing or a wrong thing that is going to be interpreted as being bad at that time. Because look at it, a lot of people are on this young man's case, you know, like, will they call him um, boxer size Ben, right? Mm. A, lot, a lot of people are on his case. And you mm. could see... By the way, he jumped into the ring to hug Lee Woods because he knew Lee Woods needed a knockout in that last round to be victorious. And he got it, right? Mm. He got it. A lot of people also complained about him, uh, he, uh, how he had his arm on the, on the, on the bottom row, yeah, the step, which is something that you are not meant to do. It's in the rule book. Yeah. Right? You're, not, you're, not, you're not meant to do that. You're not even meant to be on the, you're not even meant to be on the steps. On the ste yeah, yeah. They you warn you. Every time, I mean, you're not even supposed to shout. You're not even supposed to shout. Listen to me. That, yeah, but I shout regular when I'm in the corner. Yeah, that, happened shout to that, happened to me, that happened to me loads of times. I remember when we was in Singapore when Troy was fighting for the IBL February time. We're out there and I was on the second step and one of the officials came over to me and he went, get off of the bloody step, some little Australian yeah, man. Yeah, 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 right? Yeah. And because the fight was going on, I'm saying like, you know what? Don't worry, but afterwards I'm going to punch you up in all this. I said, I'm watch, watch. But I went to the guy and, he, and the man apologized. He said, look, I'm just doing my job, Spence. And like, you're not meant to be on it. And it's the truth. You know what I mean? On the steps. So here, I'm seeing a little young whippersnapper sitting, perched, right? With arm on a rope, you know what I mean? And also, if we go back to the fight along, I'm saying he and Barry, Barry Smith, who works in he works in the corner, they look demoralized. You know what I mean? They look demoralized because Lee Woods was losing that fight, but he was in the fight, but he was losing the fight. So when Ben jumps in the ring now and hugs him and all the rest of it, because he knows he's getting a lot of stick right now. He's getting a lot of stick. Everyone's praying that now nah, Josh Tate, the rumors are Josh Tate's gonna leave him, rumors are Lee McGregor's gonna leave him, right? Um, so when he's getting when he's getting that now, he saw one of his fighters come out victorious and did he snatch victory from the jaws of defeat? 
Yeah, so... Yeah, so, so, so I, but I still don't commend him mocking, like, about the punch and all the rest no, no, of but what I'm saying is, why am I echoing, Spence? I don't know, bro. Check one, two. No, it's not echoing now. Yeah, right, cool. Um, what I was saying is, that celebration, it wasn't a reaction more so to um, Conlon getting licked at the ring. As you said, and it has to be made known that he was just so elated yeah. that his fighter grabbed victory from defeat. He knew he was out, and so the celebration was a more of a reaction as opposed to uh, someone gloating on someone getting clapped out of the ring. So I don't think that he should be judged for that. He shouldn't be. And as you said, people forget Ben is learning on the job. He's learning okay, on the job. Kurt Campbell, Kurt Campbell just told me something here, yeah? Yes. You mean, um, Kurt Campbell, I like that. More than stick, he's getting investigated, LOL. By, by what? Um, for by the board of control. For what? They're gonna for maybe being on the maybe it's for being up on the on the on the rope part. He's getting investigated. Maybe I don't know. Uh, maybe they're gonna look. Uh, Kurt, I need some clarification. Yeah, you can't be saying man's getting investigated. Investigated by who? The board, police, the fans. Who? I need to know the facts. All I'm well, saying is that. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is this now. Yeah. If. If Tundi was on the top rope, he'd get a lifetime ban. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. I don't even know that part there. You know what I mean? you get a lifetime ban. No, no, no. He was on there for... And nobody was saying that. Nobody was saying that. So I, I didn't understand that. Like, how he was allowed to do that with no... You know, nobody even picked it up. Um, it's con I'll say it's confirmed he's getting investigated by the... British Boxing Board of Control. No, I haven't seen anything. No, I haven't seen it. I've, you know what? I've been so busy today. Man, Tim Kurt's a fed. I need to, I need to, hear, I, need, I, I need to see that because I haven't, I haven't heard anything that I, and I, my initial reaction is what is he getting investigated for? You know, what's he yeah. getting investigated for? Um, other than the fact that he, yeah, people have said that he rubs people up the wrong way, but I, I think that just comes with the territory. You know, he, he's a he's a young kid. He's at the top of the sport. Let's not let's not make any bones about it. You know, and a lot of the uh, let's say the older guys or the old guards probably look at him and think, oh, "What's this young kid doing up here?" He no, no. Well, I think well, I think. Um... A lot of the trainers were upset about or I'm not one away. of them. I'm telling you that for yeah, free. No, well, yeah. no, I'm telling you, which were upset when he said, Well, the problem, well, you, you can't be one of them because he said that trainers are lazy. That then I haven't seen a trainer work harder than you, Tony. So forget that one. Tony's me and Tony have conversations at four o'clock in the morning because that's the time he's up and I'm up early. So he Tony's on his graph. So it was in reference to you. So therefore, you you're you're What's the word? You're alleviated from that energies. But mm. what he did say is that the re I work my ass off. I come in the game, I work my ass off. And a lot of you trainers are lazy. That's the problem. You're just lazy. So mm. people are gonna people are gonna look on that and, and take offense by it. They're gonna think, you know what I mean? But you say about lazy, but you're working with Barry Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<coughs> so what are you trying to say? Barry Smith's lazy? I, I can only go visually because Tundi, I'm 48 years old. What do you mean visually? What do you mean visually? Listen, he's a bit of a company. <laughs> brother, I, brother, brother, brother. No, no, I don't miss that. Listen, listen, listen. Saying, I'm, but, I'm, that, that, he might work hard though. He might work hard though. Work hard, what? If he's working hard, he, he wouldn't be that big. Because <laughs> I remember back from back in the day, he was a muscle man, proper hench man who could push bare weights. So no, spare me. Oh yeah, big up Thomas Newell. He said Wilder Fury won. Ben got pulled off the steps. Thank you. Um, and again, I guess it's just a lack of experience. Maybe he thinks he can do things which are not in the rules, but has to be told about them. Like it just. He'll learn, isn't it? Like, he's so young. Again, I'm looking at the fact how young he is and the level of the sport he's at. For him to maintain that is is is, is going to be a, it's gonna be something, you know? Of course it is. But you know what? I still, I still got a problem. He's trainer of the year. Yes, My British yeah. boy, trainer of the year. So I got... Is that the, same, got, is that the same board that's now investigated him? Yeah, the <laughs> same board. The same okay. board. Right. <laughs> but you know how it goes. And I think what I, I'll tell you the next thing that I, I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying the fact that the British Border Control are under a lot of scrutiny right now. And because they're under that scrutiny, they are putting in that work on anybody now. Mm. You know what I mean? They're putting that work in because, you know, uh, certain things have to be changed, certain things have to be addressed. You know what I mean? I'm going to be real with you. I don't like the way how. They only reprimanded Ian John Lewis. Mm. And they went hard on Ian because he's no longer. You think he's been made a scapegoat? Well, oh, look at that. As I, that. As, I, yeah. as I said that. As I said that. Um, you said the same thing. Not, not necessarily because a lot of people have been complaining about Ian John Lewis for a hot minute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There, there have been a lot of people have been on Ian John Lewis for a hot minute. Now, what I'm saying is this. Because so many people have been on him and because so many people were saying, oh, well, you know, Ian John Lewis, like even refereeing, he pulls certain things. But, and I'm saying, I believe that he sees things the way that he sees things. But do I think there is a, 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 a bias to a home fighter, a bias to a champion, a bias to, you know, and I've been in boxing a long time, so Sunday. I've never seen no fixed fights. I've never seen no brown paper bags being exchanged, even when I've been promoted, right? But what I do know is this, is like in boxing, you've got your own little clique. So, you, you know what I mean? In Lewis works a nine to five, like most of these referees do. You know what I mean? It's very rare to say that you've seen a, a referee from the UK, I'm talking, who is like really rich, you ain't seen a rich man in it, right? It's a working man sport from his origins. Most of most Mick of the Collier's rich. No, 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 no. <laughs> rich, but he's not a judge. He's not a referee. He's not. Yeah. You know what I mean, but he's a he's a But like, that's another thing. We don't even talk about. You know I mean, you got to drive like you. You get onto Mick Collier's land, and you think you're rich. He's like, you got to drive another two miles to get to his house to run. Yeah, right? trust me, Mick's the man. Bigger no. anyway. Let me just say, big up Mick Collier, Uncle Mick. Yeah. We call him. One of the one of the real ones, one of the absolute real ones of boxing, right? Yes, um, the head of the southern area, the head of the southern area border control. But yes, what sir. I am saying is this, right? 
they get taken in with, they enjoy the fact of being star referees. You know why? Because the spotlight's on them. You're a referee, you're a judge, spotlight's on you. You enjoy it so much. You enjoy that you get flown all the way around the world and you're getting comped. You're not necessarily getting a brown paper bag, but you're getting comped. So I think somewhere in the in the psyche of the subconscious, they say, right, I don't want I don't want this to go away. So therefore, you could maybe have a unseen bias to a home fire. That's what I'm saying. Because you know, like, you know, I'll get away from the wife for this week because I'm working the fight in Scotland. And like we're saying the five star hotel, bed and breakfast, the 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 the, the, the promoter takes out for a meal prior to the fight, the, all of them kind of things. You know what I mean? You get kind of accustomed to these things. So that I believe you get accustomed to it. And sometimes judging fights is hard anyway. Very, very, very good. It's, it's subjective. It's subjective. You know, and it's perception. And uh there's angles. Sometimes of you think of a punch has landed, but from from the position you are, whatever side of the ring you are, it may not look, it may look, look like it never landed. So it's always yeah. gonna yeah. be you know um, discrepancies because you're looking at the same thing from different angles, and and that's why refereeing and judging is such a hard a hard job. Um, it is it's a very hard job. I do agree with what you said about um, you know. From uh, judges and refs wanting the job the next time round. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I remember Dean Powell used to take all the all the refs and that, <laughs> bro, to Caravaggio's down Campbell, feed <laughs> them up with some Italian food, some pasta, some pizza. They're refing the next the next day. They'll make sure you ref the right thing. But that's what I say. You have to go for the KO. I'm just a, I'm a KO merchant. I don't train fighters to go points. Hmm. Um, because a knockout is the ref. When you knock man out, that's the ref. So I just like my fighters or the guys I train to have that mindset. I know they say you shouldn't look for the knockout, but I told my fighters to look for the knockout. It's just, 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 it's just the way people approach the sport. But yeah, um, I see Michael Buffer is worth 400 million because of let's get ready to rumble catchphrase copyright facts. That's actually yeah. a fact. Yeah, bro. Have you seen his house? He, he's a man. The fighters are taking the tubes to the fight and he's rolling up in his white Rolls Royce. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, big up Michael Buffer. He's done his job. The guy loves boxing, been around for years. And it is a, is a, it, that was one of the smartest things he ever done, you know, to copyright that, that catch, that phrase. Let's get ready to rumble. Um, uh, uh, M.A. says, Tundi is a likable guy. I wish he showed this side of him more in the media interviews. Man gets unfair stick. But I do show this side. I've always showed this side. It's just that I think in the past, when you attack me, I'm coming back strong. And there was, there was, a, point, there was a point in my early career where I think, you know, the people who had a different kind of... Um, want for me showed that side more than this side that you're seeing hence why i said that me and spencer have to have a show like this where the people where we get a chance to show who we really are does that make sense emmy yes sir yes, one million sir. percent one million percent uh you know it, it it is what it is you know what i was going to talk to dion juma today you know 
Um, yeah, Juma. Yeah, because he's got a big fight against uh, fight Richard Riyadh. But you know what I mean? Let me let me get his his trainer Gary Logan just to get Gary's opinion. Even getting Richard on will be good. Yeah, it would be. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, let me just phone. Let me phone Gary first. Let's see what I've got. Both of us are folding, man. Who are you following, Richard? Yes, Gary Logan. What you sound like you're on the train, boss. All right, Gary. Gary Logan, you're live on the fighters, right? Let me just big up. Let me just big up the Shogun Logan. Um, what was it? Two-time Southern Area champion, two-time British title challenger, London ABA champion. Way back, what was that? Like it was like eighty-six. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Nah, man, it's 86, bro. Shut your mouth, man. <laughs> nah, Gary, Gary was... I could tell you was, I think, Darren Dyer. Might have been Darren Dyer. It was 1986. Nah, you know what? Darren Dyer was another monster. I might have to bring Darren on there just to get you little younglings yeah. on there. Um, Big puncher. Vicious puncher. Yeah, Gary, um, you are now training. You've got Dion Juma in a massive fight on the 26th of March at... Was it Wembley Wembley Arena mm -hmm. uh, against Richard Reactor? I know that he was meant to fight Lawal. What happened in that fight, Gary? Can you please inform the listeners? Uh, in the fight with Lawal? Yes, sir. Yeah, it fell through. We believe he, uh, we believe he, his team suffered an illness. So that was the reason that was given, and that's what we're going to go with. You know, um, you know. Uh, and now Dion gets to fight for something much more than, uh, you know, something, uh, you know, uh, I mean, Richard's got a very high world ranking, so there'll be a title at stake. And obviously it just looks like a, it's effectively a world title eliminator. You know? Okay. That's a big fight. So world title eliminate, what's that for the WBA title then, would it be? Yeah, I would imagine so. He's highly, <laughs> Richard's highly ranked at both, um, both, both WBC and WBA, I, I believe. So I believe that's, that's what's going to be at, at stake. That is at stake. So is it more of a sense like you're, you're, you, you guys are going out to spill the Apple Cup because there's been a lot of press. Uh, there's, been, there's been a big mechanical movement with Richard going with Boxer, Richard Rapport going with Boxer. You mean, why do you think your fighter, Dion Juma, will come out victorious in this fight? Um, I think, I think experience, past experience, you know, all, all what Dion has done well in the past, him being two-time ABA champion and him being unbeaten to this date, um, mentally is very good for him. Mentally, they've sparred as well and, and you know, sparring and uh, sparring and, and sometimes fighting that is different, which is until this point has... Uh, being able to step up on fight night and developing and, and uh, producing an unbeaten uh, uh, record. But you know what? To take a fight against a Dion Juma, I commend Richard because to take a fight against a Dion Juma at such short notice, you haven't sparred a southpaw, let alone sparred someone who moves as well as Dion. Um, that's, that's a really tough night's work. So. I can only say that I believe they probably take it to uh, in the belief that uh, Dion has been out for two, he's only had one fight in two years and they still believe he's rusty. 
and they can take advantage of that. But I think that's going to be a costly mistake to ever fall there. We are totally looking forward to this fight. And also, you're you're doing some great stuff down at the BXR boxing gym, right? You're you're the you're the managing coach there, or right? Yeah, I'm the head of I'm the head of boxing. So I'm, uh, obviously I'm head of uh, the boxing team. I, I recruit all the coaches, and and uh, at the same time, uh, you know, I head up uh, the professional boxing side of it. Um, I I coach not only um, Dion, but I coach. I'm beating Super World away, um, former Southern Area champions, just signed with MCK, Dino Richardson. Yeah, that boy can uh, fight, you know? Mm. Yeah, Dino can fight, but he's getting better. He's, he's becoming more, you know, in the time that he's had out, um, he's, become, um, he's becoming, he's, he is becoming more well-rounded and understanding the game better now. And um, we're going to see that when he comes back on April the 15th. And then I'm also looking after him. Um, former Southern Area um, Cruiserweight Champion, uh, Nick Parper. So, uh, you know, uh, Nick's, Nick's looking to make a inroads into getting into the uh, top 10 or fight for the British title at some stage down the road. Okay, you know what, Gary? I'm just going to tell you, Rego, we wouldn't mind getting Dion on the show right this second just to ask about this fight. I might even get Richard Rapport on it. But there, just to ask him about this fight, if it's yeah. if it's not gone past his bedtime, because I know he's 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 in he's in training, yeah, he's in training camp right now. I'm so looking forward to that fight. I'm looking forward it's to that fight. fight. It's a great it's fight. It's a great fight because the game needs it's it's, it's uh, you know it's salivating because it's two unbeaten records, two Londoners, um, one from you know obviously one from West London, one from South. And, um, you know, they've got history, they've sparred well, they've sparred very well together. Um, and, you know, they both obviously believe that they can win this fight. And, and that's what makes it, that's what makes it all the more salivating, the fact that, um, you know, it's just uh, person, the personality-wise, they're two very headstrong men who believe they should be going places. The deal's always believed he's world-class and he, he now gets a chance to jump straight in and prove to the world and, and show the world just why he is that, why he, why, why, the world, why he should be considered that, you know. So uh, I'm looking forward to, it. He's, you know, I've, you know, I've, uh, I'm, as I've always said, my fighters, I've always pushed fighters hard, but I push them harder because I have worked with Dion Dreamer, I have worked with someone that doesn't leave any stone unturned and wants to wants to be wants to be a good fighter and and fight the best out. You know, Dion's not afraid to do that, and that's why he's jumped at the chance, even at two weeks' notice. Two weeks' notice. Listen, I'm also I'm also turning around saying this. Like, I believe that this fight, and I think Tony, you can back me up on this one, Tony. I mm. think this fight is about trainers. Like, um, with Richard Bradpour, he he's he's trained he's trained now by Angel Fernandez. Um, um, Angel Fernandez recently, after we were on our show tour, we were speaking about um, for him to let us know of his lineage as a trainer, not in a disrespectful way, but in a, in a, in, out of curiosity, I want to know who he worked with. Um, and then the next day, Tundi, on talk <laughs> man gave out his whole resume that he worked with Cuban, some Cuban coaches and book, 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 and all the rest. I Keep, think it was what, what Cuban coach, what notable Cuban professional coach do you know, Spence? There's no notable professional. <laughs> well, I'm just asking the question. <laughs> I don't know. The, I ain't heard of no Cuban notable professional coach. Well, there's Rubio. 
Um, and the Salas. And the Salas. So, Salas, yeah, Salas is the one. Right, yeah. Right. So maybe he worked with, with those two. But like I said, over what period of time did you work with them, man? And what would you do when you work with them, man? But this is what I find it interesting because I know Gary Log was old school. So I'm really, I'm salivating for this fight. I'm going to be real. I'm salivating for this fight. I'm so looking forward to it. How, how, can, I ask, can I ask a question, Spence? How, how's, um, how's Dion, how's his preparation been going, Gal? How's his mindset? You know, wh what's he looking like in the run-up to the fight? Uh, wow, you know what? It's, Dion is... When I look at Dion, I always think about Marvin Agler. I always oh, think wow. about... Not Marvin Agler when he became world champion, but Marvin Agler in, in his bid to become world champion when the road for him was so tough, turning professional. When Mickey, when, when he was a, he, he'd been a national AAU champion as, uh, as an amateur, but his first fight... You think about it, Leonard, Sugar Leonard's pro debut for, got $45,000. Marvin Agra got $400, you know? And $40, Gary, you got $40. Marvin Agra got $40 for his pro debut. It was, it was, you know what? You're tired, but I can hear you're tired, though. Yeah, yeah, 40. Yeah, No, but I hear you're tired, so I'm going to lie you on that one, Gary. But nevertheless, so you can understand how how desperate uh, Marvin was to attain success and obviously to get paid. And he had to do all sorts of tough things to do that. Dion's had that. Dion's had illnesses. He's had injuries. He's had... And let's keep it real. You know, before this fight, as well, I'll you know, take my hat to Richard because I know for a while Richard was one of them guys that weren't interested in fighting Dion. We had, we had um, um, Isaac Chamberlain pull out against Dion. We had Chris Billum Smith pull out against Dion. I truly oh, wow. This fight was being put upon Richard, and for some reason, Richard just suddenly said, "Let me fight this man now." And no. get him now while he's rusty. No, I mean, no, I, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. I disagree with you. I disagree with you, Gary. I believe. Yeah. You know I mean, I believe that with how the plyometrics of boxing is now, you, you, you are your top star billing boy, Richard, when you're fighting. Right, they gave you a squeeze. They gave you one drunken Eastern European man to fight. Then they brought they brought over some Nigerian man. Tony, the Nigerian man was older than my dad, Terrell. <laughs> and my dad been <laughs> for seventeen years. Right, right. So <laughs> they, could, they could give you them two Billy man to fight. Cool. Now you're gonna have to go fight somebody, and that's all I believe that has happened. And they said, "Well, who's there?" And then unfortunately, the wild pulled out, injured. They said, oh, it's Dion Juma. Yeah, that's a wicked fight because Dion comes with pedigree. He comes, he comes with a legacy of, of the things that he's done in the amateurs because he was, he was an ABA champion and all the rest of it. So they said, right, two-time two ABA champion. So we said, well, we can, we can sell that. And he only lost, the only loss he had in the amateurs was in the ABA final. Right, exactly. Right? So they said, well, we can sell, we can sell this fight. This fight can sell because right now, Boxing's under scrutiny. So you can't be putting some guy who is like top billing and giving some little billion man to fight. You can get a squeeze on the two idiot man that you got to fight the first time out. Yeah. And they were yeah. not. And seriously, they, they were ridiculous. Brother, the Nigerian man that he fought the other day, yeah? Was it? Can no. I, Go on, Tony. Yeah. 
before I say what I was gonna say, big up my mastery. That's Shante Mullins, the psycho, the psychotherapist that I, that I mentioned earlier. Thank you for the contribution, love. Um, I done plug you already, so I want some money for that. <laughs> That's the eight ninety nine I'm getting. But yeah, Spence, I was gonna say that uh, let's not forget that Richard Riappo has actually got wins over Chris Bale yeah. Smith, yeah, and also McCarthy. Now, if you yep. look at that, that's that's quite good going, Spence. No, that's excellent going. It's not good going. It's excellent yeah, going. Because you know, one one has went on to be um, the European, the European champion. champion, and I think Billam Smith won the British, the Commonwealth, and, and the European. European, and the yeah. European. So yeah. you know, and he holds stoppage that's victories over right. both of those guys. Right. And this is not disrespecting him, you know, when. They they took they took advantage of a of a, of a power vacuum. The fact that Dion had, Dion had lost his license for a while, they they could remain active. Dion worked with no big promoter at the time. They were with big promoters. Do you know what yes. I mean? Everything happened at the, the timing was perfect for them to 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 reach the ascendancy in the power vacuum where rightfully. It is, this is the question. What has happened to Dion Jr.? Why is Dion Jr. a former two-time ABA champion? Why has he not reached the heights? And all I can say to that is that, you know, life has, has thrown a lot at my man, both in injuries and illnesses. And obviously, we know that he lost his license due to eye, eye, eye concerns. But obviously, that yes. has now been fine. He's got his license back. So while all this was happening to Dion Jr., man, he's very character. His very psyche was being tested by all, all what he wanted, by not being able to achieve what he wanted to achieve. These men took advantage of it. They worked hard in the gym. They worked hard in the gym. But I know for a fact, they, they Dion, if, you, if you said to me, you've got a title fight coming up, the last man on your list, your last man, this is like, what do you mean that, you know, Rocky II, what's the... Um, <laughs> What's uh, Figamon's name? Um, Apollo Creed's coach's name again. What's his Tony, name? Tony, Tony, Duke. Huh? Tony Duke. Duke, my man, Duke. Yeah, he said, listen, you don't need this guy. You don't need no southpaw. You don't need this guy. <laughs> and this is this is the scenario that nobody wants to fight. Uh, not only a southpaw, but a southpaw that moved. You fully say, right, this fight has come at such short notice. There is no way they have found anybody that can move like Dion. There is no way. You know, that in itself presents huge difficulties for them. Dion's met many men that move like Peter Smith and Richard Rappel. They've not met anybody that moves like a Dion Jr. And so that, that in our, in, in, for us, that is a huge advantage in preparation, knowing that it's going to be so hard, you know what I mean, for them to replicate what they need to do to be successful against someone like Dion. I know what's good. I, you know, it's just like what T used to say about Andy Young. You know how to get him beat because you coach him. And this is the same And I believe that Richard's firepower is reputable, but it's only reputable if you stand in front of him and let him, let him touch you on the during that right hand all the time. Mm. Um, I, always, I, I always say a puncher is a puncher against who he's fighting. I'm doing that, you know? Well, Gary, I'm so looking forward to this. Thank you for your time. Thank you for jumping on. Yeah, you know I mean, ladies and gentlemen, 
Yeah, man. Thank you very much, Gary, man. You go way back, man. So it's always, always a pleasure. Yeah, man. You punched some sense into me, what, years ago? I don't worry, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get through it. It does, for real. Come on. <laughs> to go on to things, yeah, one, one, one million percent. You know what I mean, but Gary, big up, man. Thanks for jumping on. Yeah, respect. Nice, All right, check if he's available. What am I hearing from him yeah. right now? But if oh, not, we can grab him for next week to tell you. All right, my brother, take care. God bless. Sweet, 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 Look yourself, big man. up, big up, gal. Big up. Keep doing what you're doing, my man. That was Gary Logan, the trainer of Dion Juma. I'm telling you guys, tune to Sky Sports. Boxer, that fight is going to be serious. Look, Gary, you're winding me up here. You're not doing your job. There's some little idiot trolling and you're not blocking them. Oh, yeah, I see yeah, that. I see, I see that. Gary's, Gary's them in his Yorkshire pudding. But I was going to block him, but I thought Gary would have blocked him. No, block, block. I'm not even no long no, talk with Let me block audience. him. Let me block him. Let me block him. See you later, mate. You're gone. <laughs> He's gone. Don't worry. Gary's not even on the thing. Gary's gone to. He's sleeping yeah. right now. Yeah, of course he is. You know I mean, yeah, I blocked him. So, I blocked him. I blocked him. Like I'm saying, I'm not in a long talk with Ronaldo. Well, that, was, that was kind of interesting, you know, insight there by um Gary Logan, yeah. trainer um of Dion. Um, and it's gonna be interesting because again, you know, Dion's one of those people that may have been overlooked, um certainly not known by the wider boxing public, but people in the trade know, the who, he is. We know who he is, he's a good fighter. I mean, I remember early like just before he had the eye problem, he came down and sparred with Anthony, you know, um, and I remember that. And he was, you know, you know, it was it was good work. It was good work. But shortly after that, you know, he he had a problem with the eyes. So, Anthony mush up him eye twenty. What's behave yourself, man? <laughs> behave yourself, you know. Um, but I remember at the time watching Dion spar. I always knew he was he was a good fighter. You know, he was good technical fighter and uh he's had some good wins since then he's still unbeaten and you're right Spence it is gonna be quite an intriguing fight I tried to message Richard Riapo tried to get him on but I know Richard's he's a very serious strict no he's not he's most probably in bed he's most probably in bed right now Richard don't play with his thing um okay yes Dion Dion's up for it Dion's gonna jump on um, so I'm going to, yeah. 273 people with us on a Sunday evening. Press that like button, subscribe. And let me just say, thank you everyone. We're up to 11,000 subscribers. Come on. 11,000. Keep it coming. Keep supporting. Keep growing our channel. Because without you... We would be yeah, nothing. Yeah, Otak, yeah. the mayor of Brixton, avoided maybe, but has never done anything to push himself up there. Bear talk over the years and we'll get smart for it. <laughs> 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 Bruv, mayor of Brixton, big up the mayor of Brixton. Let me just say, the mayor of Brixton, I see him Friday night, met him outside, you know, uh, great brother, very supportive. Proper guy, man. Proper guy, proper guy. Um, and, uh, you know, listen, uh, big up the mayor of Brixton and obviously supporting the man them. And I, I, I'm being honest with you, I'm a sap man as well. So, bruv, <laughs> I have to roll with Richard. <laughs> so, um, big up RZ, RZ, he says, Tundi, your thoughts on Dan? Dan is another family of ours. You see the picture with me, Dan Aziz. 
um, and Anthony on Friday night. It's all a big family here, man. We're like, we're, we're all, you know, we all want the best for one another. And, you know, everybody is out for that prize. Everybody wants to be world champions. Not everybody can be a world champion. Your paths may cross at some point. But we just support one another. You know, we're following really like how it is in the, U in, in a, in the US. You see these fighters, they're all together. But, you know, when it comes down to it, if they have to fight, they have to fight. But Dan is a fantastic fighter. Very, very strong. He knows, he calls me uncle. Always respect. I know the auntie. You know, we're all family. But Dan is a great fighter. And Dan's a problem. <laughs> Dan is a problem, bro, because when he start throwing down them Nigerian licks on you and he start coming with his little Marvin Hagler shorts, the velvet and the, and the robe, <laughs> You know, Dan, Dan ain't a joke. Dan is on thing. So big up Dan Aziz. Beautiful guy as well, man. And Dan will bear me witness when a lot of fighters were doing an exodus on, on, on his trainer. I'm the one that said to him, stay with your trainer. You know, loyalty, there's a great reward for loyalty. And since then, he went on to win the Southern area, the English, and now the British. So again, low T pays. Big up Dan Aziz. Come on. Ah, shop mine mastery again. Bruv, the money's increasing, Spence. The money is increasing. We better start, we, we better start shouting at Shante a bit more, fam. <laughs> Listen, every time she's doing them little psychology things with the with the, with the youth, then she's getting big though. <laughs> yeah, big up Shante. My Marshy Services. And feel free to promote your thing uh, <coughs> on here, Shunts. You know, we're always supporting. We come from the same ends. We grew up on the same ends. We're big people with children now. And uh, we just, it, it's so, it's great for me to see how life has, you know, has rewarded us for just being uh, good people, good hearted people. And, and now it's great that we can give back. Um, some of the experiences that we shared growing up to the youngers and not all of our experiences were good and we can just really show them of the pitfalls of taking or making wrong turns when you're younger um and turning it all around so big up my marshy again 1799 um feel free to add a, another zero <laughs> Because me and Spence were in the we Snapchat. two zeros. Another two zeros. You know, we live for Snapchats. Um, Wave says, Tundi, shout out your son, Josh. He's a big baller. And Come on. you know me, man. I like to, I'm very, uh, where my son's concerned, uh, I don't, I, I only just really started bigging him up on um, social media because I like to stay humble with, with Josh. It's your son, isn't it? You don't want to. I don't know. It's funny. I, I put. I think I put pressure on everyone else's children, but my own, or child, but my own. Uh, but Josh is doing his thing, you know, and uh, he's always been that footballer that is a giver. He's a supplier, and he had four so great assists. Four great Hello, assists. Is that Mr. Um, it's Spencer Ferron, my friend. Yes, Spence, you good, bro? Long time. Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, Gary just sent me a number. He was just on the show. So I've just sent you a link. We just want to talk about your fight and your fight with Richard Rappel because it's a big boy fight. And like a couple of people, a yeah. couple of people on the show in the in the comments are saying, Yeah, get 
Dion on, get him on. So this is for the people that, yeah, Kurt Campbell says, it's Dion coming on, like little gas man. So like, therefore, yeah. So you can click the link and our producer Gary will put you straight on the show if you want, my friend. Oh, as in like, what, as in a video call? You can do a video, we could do it right now as a phone call, but I, I would like the people to see your face, my friend. Just put a base. Just put a baseball cap on if you ain't cut your hair. Don't just worry. Cream your, cream your face and have a coffee, mate. <laughs> yeah, Tony, just say, say that again, Tony. Cream your face and have a coffee, Dion, man. Um, <laughs> big up the yeah, bruv, Just press the link. You can do it on your phone. Um, otherwise, just do a FaceTime. That's if you're. Uh, if no, no, you're no, I'll send him a link. I'll send him a link. Okay, cool, cool. It'd be good to. All right. So I'm waiting for you to jump in. Respect, my brother. Love. Cool, bro. Big up, Raheem. Go, Uncle Tundi. I got mine and my son's tickets to Wembley. Hope Yard is chief support and not Big John Fury. <laughs> Laugh out loud, bro. It's there. You know, it's all. You know, Anthony said it. You know, I was I was with Big Frank today at the Arsenal game, and uh, we all want Ant to to be on that card, but it's just got to be the right the right guy for and you know a lot of people are turning the fight down. We had another four fighters turn us down today. You know, Anthony's not a guy that he he, he just go in the ring with them because you know you're gonna get punched up. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, Anthony, come on, man. eighty four boxing black book settings, come on. Man. Uh, Christopher Anthony, a black book is serious. It is serious, but I, I ain't really gone in because, like, we're, we're, me and Tony really want to talk about it. We actually spoke about it. We spoke about Lee Wood and Conlon. So that was a major thing. I mean, I want to speak about that. We've, we've done that. We've done that extensively. Um, and I'm just waiting now for Dion Juma to just jump on the thing because I'm really interested in listening to what this young man's got to say about this fight because I'm telling you, this is a serious fight. Spence, before we Dion jumps on, um, has this fight been made? Um, Boatsy versus Richards. Um, you know what? I might have to ring Craig. I've heard, but I think there's a little couple dotings of the I's and crosses of the T's to go on for the fight to happen. But I believe that fight is going to be next. I might have to ring Virgil Hunt and ask him, but um, I believe that's next. Um. I spoke to one of Craig's advisors. They were saying that the fight is pretty close to being signed. So, okay. yeah, I'm really looking forward to that fight. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it gives me great pleasure to introduce to the fight is right, the man looking like Keith Sweat. <laughs> man look like Keith Sweat. He's so smooth. Um, the one, the only... Mr. Dion Juma. <laughs> bro, I told you, bro. You see how man lean up his head to the side? You saw them soul singers move, fam. <laughs> What's going on, yes. D? All good, man. Like, got yeah. some good news last week. Yes. Was it two weeks ago? And, uh, yeah, just in preparation for that, obviously, was uh, preparing for Lawal. Lawal pulled out. Um... I think uh, Richard's opponent, who's also at Southpaw, pulled out. So the fight just made sense, you know. Um, I've been wanting to fight Richard for about three years. Wow. So, and it makes for entertaining cruiserweight dust-up. 
Have you had, have you ever moved around with him or sparred with him in the past or with Richard? Yeah, yeah. On, oh, on wow. quite okay. quite a few occasions, yeah. Okay, so you come on school of beans, man. Who got a bit on the spot? <laughs> sparring, sparring. Um I'd say I, I don't care who got the better in the spa. Dude. I'd say I got the better in the spa. Press the button. Tom. Obviously, obviously. No, listen, listen, listen. When you have these conversations, when you have these conversations with people, it always is totally different from each boxer. You have two boxers who spar each other who take totally opposite things. I so agree. I'm not, I'm not going to go too much into it, but I'm saying I got the better the spa. It doesn't matter because it's just sparring and we're fighting in two weeks, so we're going to see. You're the best. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Spence? I'm looking forward to this fight. I'm going to tell you why I'm looking forward to this fight. As I just, um, For me to reiterate what I just said to your trainer, Gary Logan, and I think that's a really good combination of you two working together. I see the little nuances that you work on, and Gary Logan's very, very much old school. You know what I mean? He's of the Eddie Futch era simply because he worked with Mike McCullum the former freeweight world champion when Mike McCullum came over here to box in 1992. So when I'm looking at these kind of things, I'm saying to myself, like, yeah, it's it's good for boxing right now that we're getting young cats like yourself being around men who have come from lineage. I mean, they've been around good trainers, so they pick up bits themselves. And I'm noticed that you're very learned. I see the things that you post regularly. I've been speaking about your name, and I'm talking all like four years ago when I was at Sky, saying like that, look out for this guy. Look out for this young man, right? So now this is a massive opportunity for you because Richard Rapport has got this big mechanism of the boxer, and he's like their star boy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No doubt in your mindset, now you're looking to interrupt his star quality to take that over. That's why I'm looking forward to this fight because one thing I do know for certain, this is going to be a fight. Not going to say it's going to be no scrappy fight. It's going to be a fight. I think it's going to be very, very technical. And I think it's a man that can hold his head the best on the fire that will come out victorious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Richard possesses qualities that will bring the best out of me on fight night. He's big. He's a power puncher. Once he's got you hurt, he keeps punching. I think anyone's got to be on the A game to be Richard. But this is what we plan on doing on fight night. There are gaps in his game, quite a lot. But I feel like he's managed to get away with those things because he's so big, he's so powerful, and he's got that equaliser. But we're going to nullify all of that on fight night. Mm. Interesting, as Tony will say. Mm. So, so I mean, tell us a bit about your mindset going into this, uh, Rich. Because I know, you know, obviously you have sparred with him in the in the past, and uh, I mean, just tell the fighters, right, listeners, what type of boxer you are. Because even but just listening to you, you could tell I can tell you're very cerebral. I've obviously you've sparred with him on a few occasions, two occasions. So I remember, and I was telling the people before you came on that I remember you being a a, a good boxer, a very good mm -hmm. boxer. So just tell us a bit about your style of fighting, and uh, I know you had some injuries. Uh, um, uh, it's, yeah, we can talk about styles of fighting, but I, I've been taught to fight in many different ways. If yeah. you watch me coming up, I don't think there's uh, there might be a couple, but I don't think there's 
more than three fights where you see me where, oh, yeah, deep on fights like that. I've always been building. I've always been working on weaknesses. I've always been working on what makes me uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a Southpaw, and I feel like a lot of fighters, when they're fighting a Southpaw, they feel like, oh, he's a Southpaw, needs to, need to go away from his left hand. And <laughs> yeah. it's just, just, just a typical thing, but yeah. that ain't it. Trust that me. Ain't, that ain't <laughs> it. Go Do you on. know what I mean? I can go left, right, backwards, forwards. I've been I've been learning this. I've been um really trying to just trying to not have any weaknesses. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Spence. How much does this fight mean to you, Rick? You going up. Oh, sorry, how much? I've just someone just sent me to ask you this question. Right to ask you, how much does this fight mean to you to go up against Richard Reactor? Everything, mm. everything. I've been a, I've been a while out. I injury had an eye injury. Um, I had four operations. Then I had wow. problems getting my license back, and then we had to get some. We had to get, uh, I had a solicitor on board because Stefano Genesis, who actually helped me to get my license back off the British Boxing Board, it took a whole year wow. to get the license back. So, injured for a year, then another year to get their license back. Um, if there's something that's like a guarantee, is that I want this. Yes. It was, e- it was easier to stop boxing, it was easier to walk away, find something else to do. As many people say, it's easier to make a it's the easier ways to make a pound note. Um, this is where I want to be. This is where I belong. I was mandatory for the British title while this was all going on. So the plan was, I'm gonna fight for that title because I've earned it. But as it seems, something better has come along in a fight mm. with Riyad Poor and a big world ranking after this fight. I remember you caused an upset, a bit of an upset. Um, when you went to, um, I'm not too sure where it was. I saw it was up north and you beat Sam Hyde. And, yeah. and, and Sam Hyde at that time, you know, they had high, high hopes for him. And again, it's another example of you <clears throat> probably being overlooked. Um, and you just spoiling the apple cart. I remember you stopped Wadi Camacho, stopped um, Ozzy Javier, um, at Uu. A lot of people don't know Ozzy can punch. <laughs> Ozzy is a Ozzy, Ozzy's a puncher, but he's, you know, you've got good wins on your record against some tough guys. Yeah. And um so, t- so Sunday, like sorry, I'm just I'm just gonna stop you there. Like a lot of people will say these these are upsets. Yes. But but to me, these ain't upsets. These yes, are sir. fights like, these are fights I should be winning. Yes, sir. And yes, that's sir. the mindset I went in with those fights. Yes. Like, I'm the favorite in my eyes. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and, I, and, I, and I'm not like um, I don't know. Like I, I don't, I don't make my uh, make things up to make myself feel better or anything. But I see the fight for what it is. Yes. And yes. I should be winning those fights. With Richard, I'm talking skill set. I know what he has. I know what makes him dangerous. I yes. respect what he's done. He's fought some good fighters. I think he's fought quite a few undefeated, good coming up fighters. Yeah. Yes, Yes, but I'm telling you, I should be beating Richard. That's the pressure mm. I'm putting on myself. Come on, 
<laughs> come on, I need Richard to come right, in the table. <laughs> why, 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 why should you be beating Richard, um, Dion? I'm a better boxer than him. I'm a better pugilist than him. Uh, this game, as you both know, there's more to this game than punching. There's yes, more to this game than exchanges. Richard is very good in the exchanges. Everything else, I'm not the biggest fan. Okay. But Richard ain't picking up the phone. And he's, you see, I'm trying to say, Richard, I respect your your black book powers. Yeah, you? Richard, Richard, yeah, he ain't respecting the black book powers, but it's all it's all good. Listen, we've got Dion here today, and uh, it's great listening to you and hearing from you. Um, and as I know, as I've known anyway, you know, you're an articulate man. You know, you can articulate. You're a boxing man. A lot of people, if they are underestimating you, um, it will definitely be at their peril. And I'm sure Richard wouldn't be underestimating you and it makes for a great fight so i wish you all the best thank you um, appreciate it um keep doing what you're doing you've got a great man in your corner um, mm -hmm. um gary logan another real boxing guy and this is what's oh, talking, about, uh, talking about the the trainers you know i i don't know too much about fernandez but i know gary logan is a proper proper boxing old school fighter nobody knows anything about fernandez <laughs> No, 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 no. But you know, these two guys have got to get in there, and uh, the corners do mean a lot. They, they definitely do. But what means more to me is the relationship between the fighter and the trainer. And uh, as long as you've got a great relationship, which I believe that the both of you have, you know, it's going to be a good night. I wish you nothing but the best, uh, Dion, and thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Take care, salute, guys. Salute. I know, like, you're in training. I'm so looking forward to this fight. Yeah, I mean, I'm not on no one's side. I'm on, I'm on God's side. So whoever wins, side. that you, I'm Bo glad that you know that, right? Boxing, but boxing yeah, I mean, wins. Yeah, boxing wins. Yeah, But you know what? I'm just praying for a fantastic. I'm not going to pray because I know it's going to be a fantastic fight, right? Yeah, See two fingers, man. Love yeah? Take care, guys. you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Mister Dion Juma on the fight is right. Big up, sir. Salute. Right, I'm gonna answer this young man's question. RZ says Spencer, I'm a 14-year-old kid trying to achieve something big in boxing. I'm a Southpaw. Who shall I watch? And I'm gonna tell you, we just alluded to it. Watch Marvin Hagler. Marvin Hagler was a supreme boxer. People seem to forget this. A supreme boxer. And like on many fights, but his fight against Mustafa Hamshaw. Um, is a fight that is like a wild moment because Hagler could dominate you with his southpaw jab and that jab was hard, very, very hard. I would say also watch Manny Pacquiao, um, but to me, the greatest southpaw of all time is Pernod Whitaker. I wouldn't talk about Pernod Whitaker because you can't really replicate the things that Pernod done because he has some different kind of juju going on. But please, um, RZ, go and watch Marvin Hagler, right? And you will learn that guy... How he throw his his how he throw his right hand jab was purposeful, but it was also deliberate because he turned the knuckle at the end to cut your skin. So watch some Marvin Agler. All right, my yeah. friend, take care. God bless. Love you. And right. you got what you can't you you got to tell you watch Sweet Pea as well because Sweet Pea's a man. Yeah, no, he's the man, but you can't. But it's very difficult to replicate the things that. Well, if he's an amateur boxer, would you say? 
Sweet Pea is a better person to study for the amateur scene. But I mean, all fighters are, you know, no, we, no. we have to learn from them. No, I, I don't know. And also, this guy, Mardi Toon, I have no beef whatsoever with Angel Fernandez. I don't know him. You know what I mean? I'm just... What I know, you got beef with all these people, Spence. Everyone I got beef with, man. You know what? Because you're welcome, I was it. No, because I speak my mind, people think, Oh, Spence, you must have beef with them. No, I just actually speak my mind because I'm not begging on friends from no one, I'm not being disrespectful by the things I'm saying. I'm just playing God's advocate. I mean, and seeing as his name's Angel Fernandez, he shouldn't take no offense to it because we should be on the same frequency wide. And if you're not. Then I have to rename you from Angel Fernandez to Devil Fernandez if you get a <laughs> Come on. Oh, type, man. I didn't even read your comment. I just saw Roadman Science. <laughs> we got Roadman Science. When I see the fight is right, I turn it on my TV and laptop and on my phone to type to type comments, free streams of knowledge. And the founder of the legendary f- phrase. Roadman Science, yes, sir. Come on, tell you. <laughs> right, on. Now, A said, Fallen Angel Fernandez, you're taking liberties. <laughs> it's gonna be a great, but you know what? Uh, listen, man, people always criticize people who are in the spotlight. Um, and what makes them great is that they have the fortitude to let all these comments and criticism and 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 uh opinions slide off their back. So, you know, listen. Um, Angel Fernandez, in my opinion, must be doing something right, Spence. Oh, it wouldn't be, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't have um, yeah. Frazier, he wouldn't have yeah. Andy Joshua, he wouldn't yes. have Rappo, he wouldn't have them, man. If he couldn't know, he wouldn't have them, man, around him. Yeah, he must be doing something right, definitely. Exactly. It's a big up. I just there's want to know your resume, that's all I want to know, bro. Yeah, yeah, there's, 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 there's absolutely no beef. We're, you know, we're just boxing people, and unlike many. Spencer definitely talks his mind. <laughs> I, I talk my mind as well. Don't worry about that when it's called for. I'm a bit more diplomatic than Spencer. Spencer's just rural roadman science. <laughs> but it's all love. I'm all the same. Birds of a feather flock together. Spence, we've got 15 minutes left of the show. Um, is there anything we haven't touched on? We actually haven't really touched on the Tyson Fury and the, uh, and the Dylan White. And it's because Dylan White has been so quiet, Spence. You know um, what? And delivery so I could disturb Dylan right now and phone him, but I don't want to do that because I know the reason behind why he's not doing any of his press stuff and all the rest of it. I know why he's doing it. And I'm saying with a big fight like this, I wish that he did just because I want to see the entertainment. But on a personal level, and as a man that I know, <laughs> in a professional and personal light, I'm not going against the reasons why he's doing what he's doing. What I didn't like is like Gareth A. Davis, right? Who's a friend of the show? But Gareth A. Davis said that Dylan White should be sued for not turning up, right? But we also know that Gareth A. Davis is a big Tyson Fury man, a massive Tyson Fury man, because he's getting unlimited access to Tyson Fury and you're not getting none by Dylan White. But I know that Dylan took offense to that phrase, you know? Mm. You know what I mean? He said, put some man calling out my name, but he said, don't worry, man. I'm on this thing. So I'm just, I'm, like I'm saying, I'm just looking forward to this fight. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm, that fight, they're definitely looking forward to it. Even worse, yeah, if Andy yeah. Yard's on the, on the, on the, on the, on the chief support, well, definitely. To, yeah, it's going to be, yeah. You, you know, listen, I'm praying to the gods that we do get a call. 
we someone does accept the fight and we fight. It's got to be the right fight because yeah. you know, you know, we have our own destiny, uh, which we want to fulfill ourselves. But it would just, it would be absolutely, you know, answer fighter, and it would be a great, it would be great exposure. Yeah, if anything, it would be uh, massive. To fight on such a, a, a massive It would be absolute, it would be massive. Yep, Mardi Toon says, Tundi and Spencer remind me of Nigerian and Jamaican boys who used to fight each other in school, then backed <laughs> each other when anyone else tried anything. That's the, I'm oh, glad man. that you know. That's, that's, that's exactly how we are. That's, that's exactly how we are. Yeah, I, bare times I broke up Spencer. I don't know what this boy was lying for. Why did I talk about water? You know what I mean? Why is what it is? You know what I mean? Why the water don't stop poison you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's all good. You absolutely got that one bang on correct. Um, <laughs> Reactions to Tundi's black book is so empty. He doesn't even have Andy Yard's phone number on it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, nah, bro, Spence is the black book, man. But I, I think I've got Andy's number. And I do think I've got Andy's number. But I do have that. So that's one number I can say one million percent I've got. What are you talking about? Tundi doesn't have his own phone number. Tundi blocks himself. <laughs> Nick Hammer says, over 300 in the chat. Come on, lads. Let's make it 200 likes for the channel. Yes, sir. Come on. Um, Callum Smith versus Yard. All these are big fights down the line. But, you know, we, we are we're in a position... Uh, that if other light heavyweight, remember, we done that before. We came back to the British scene when we were already world rated, and we fought Lyndon Arthur. You know, uh, things happened outside the ring, and we, you know, we had to go back and right the wrongs. We are back now in the position. Not many fighters get to the number one spot twice within mm. a year, within three years. Some man get one shot. You know what? You know you're talking about someone who had again. Uh, I'm, I'm sounding a, like a repeating myself a lot. Twelve amateur fights within five years. He's fought for one world title already and about to fight for another. Three belts. So, <laughs> you know we're, we're you know we're we're doing things. We're doing the right things, and uh, we ain't just gonna let someone just because they want to fight who's lower than us, lower ranked than us, just get a shot. You know, let them work their way up the uh, the rankings, you know, uh, with their promoters or what have you. And fight, fight. You know, Callum Smith is in the WBC. He's, I think he's the number one in the WBC, if I'm not mistaken, Spence. Yep. So, so really, he's in line. So Callum Smith won't be fighting us. Callum Smith is with the zone. So why don't you make Callum Smith versus Boazzi? <laughs> why? Why? There's a fight for you. You know, well, uh, allegedly Boatsi is fighting Craig Richards. Okay. So the spider okay. and Boatsi. I don't. I don't even know what Boatsi's. Um, um, <laughs> Man said Tundi's got a pink book, <laughs> <laughs> not black book. Man said Tundi's got a pink book. Now he's taking liberties, Christopher. He's taking liberties. Nah, but bro, these guys let them fight. Um, what advice would you give to Lyndon Arthur from his career, for his career from here, Spencer? My advice to Lyndon Arthur is continue doing what you're doing because whatever you did got you to this point. You know what I mean? 
So work harder, work smarter. I'm not, you know I mean, because you, you have to remember what kind of entity of a monster that he was winning in that rematch. And he are winning there with some different pent up aggression, you know? hmm. right? Different pent up aggression. So I would say my advice to Linda Alpha is this Linda Alpha is a very good boxer. I don't give a damn about anyone. He's a very, very good boxer. But now it's funny because, I mean, I don't want to go back to my call. I said that y'all were going to stop him. I just saying that because it's Tundi's, you're Tundi's pal and blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. Um, but I knew what Andy Yard was bringing that night. You know what I mean? And it was artful butchery, as the great late Leg uh, Reg Gertrude used to say. That's what it was. But Linda Arthur, as far as I'm concerned, is still up there in the rankings and is the second best light heavyweight in the country. Yes, sir. And that's that. And anybody want to argue, say, no, nah, you can't say that. No, I've just said it. You know what I mean? And as long as he's not demoralized mentally, he can come back from that. But it's just that style of fights. And then Iyad, on his night, has got a totally wrong style for him. Simple as that. Mm. But I do believe that he can come back. And I hope that he sorts out whatever. And I heard there was a bit of a flaky bit between him and Pat Barrett. Um, I don't know if there's any truth on it, but that's what I heard. Um, and I think if he gets his mind right, he can come back and do something. Okay. Uh, RZ says, Spencer, quick question on Al Heyman. Where is he? He's not at his events. How come he has gone hiding? Is he too old and is unable? Bob Aram is old. Is he still at an event? RZ, no. I know you're a young weight. RZ, I know you're a young man. Al Heyman is at the events. <laughs> Thank you. You go and look at De La Hoya, Floyd again. Go look at Cotto, Floyd. I was there. You just don't... Yeah, you don't everything. I was there. I was at the event. He like don't give interviews. You mean? He means that he said, like, all Al Hamer's done, he's done a Don King in reverse. Yeah, I right? Was I was there. Trust me. He's there. He's in the crowd. Especially for Floyd fights, he's there. But he just... The cameras don't go on him. They've been told not to go on him. Yeah. But, but he's there. Especially in the Floyd fight. In the he was at the um what, what other fight was he at? I think um the Zab fight. Um he's at all of the fights. You see with the change room. He was at the was at the Madonna fight. Yeah, the Madonna. Uh, when do you have the pink shorts on? What fight was that? Um Bowdermere fight. Yeah, you have to look for him because he ain't, he ain't he ain't on a hype thing, but he's there, my yep. man. He's there, he's there. Um, thank you, boxing support for your five pound yard has extraordinary power. When his confidence is there, the man will smash through many ribs. Powerful fella, well done, Tundi. And you know what? It's not that I'm with Ant every day, bruv. <laughs> there ain't no light heavyweight that can punch that Anthony Yard. Mm -mm. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> Above, we've sparred with some of Dylan White sparring partners. Let them tell you about man's power. So you're right, you know, but as Dion Juma said, boxing isn't all about power. It, it, it is a lot about power, don't get me wrong. But there are other facets that make up a complete fighter. Uh, um, and 
having an equalizer is definitely definitely a good thing. Sometimes because you can you can be a good boxer and not win a fight because you're fighting a man who's got power. So I think if it, if it's down to power and skills, me personally, I'm going with power because Conor had skills more than more than Lee Wood. If if I don't know, do you agree with that, Spence? Yeah, Conor yeah, one million percent. Conor had more skills. Yeah, he did one million percent. Yeah, but the power just caught up with my man. Mike Tyson, but again, a lot of time when we talk about power punches, you're going on like they ain't got a boxing IQ. They absolutely have. Mike Tyson had one of the Mike highest, Tyson had a great IQ. One of the highest IQs out there, you know. Um, and so yeah, um, and can can punch, but definitely he has so much more to his his arsenal. And uh, and you know he's displayed that thus far. And but you know we got big dreams, you got big ambitions. Um, um, he said that, and I said that on many occasions. And um, we just see what the future holds. You know, boxing is a, it's a journey. So, but thank you very much for your support, boxing support. Yes, sir. Um, Lyndon coming to train in Sheffield. All right, Spence. So maybe that buttresses what you've just said about Pat Barrett and Lyndon. Yeah, well, well I'm just, I mean, you, you, hear, you hear stuff. Um whether it's true or not, you don't know. But you hear stuff. And I, I, I and when I hear stuff on those kind of things, I'm not the type of person to pick up the phone and ring Pat Barrett. Oh, I heard that. Yes. I'm not in it. You know what I mean? When it comes out, it comes out. Because really, true, that's not my business. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's not yeah. my business. So I'm Mohammed not. Zihan, Mohammed Zihan, you come, in, you come down the gym and take a punch. <laughs> Bro, I can say what I want. You mean I can't say that? I'm just, I just said it. You mean I can't say it? I just said it, fam. <laughs> anyway, everyone is entitled to their opinion and everybody feels their fighter is the better fighter. That's just how it goes. Listen, um, if you're a trainer and you don't think your fighter is, you're in the wrong job. You're the, you're the wrong trainer. <laughs> you're the wrong trainer. Um, Nebras Osman says, you think Amir Khan is using the rematch clause as leverage for a smart business move to get a no. substantial no. amount of step-aside money I mean, after all Asians culturally know business. Spence, what did you say? What would you say about I, that? I, I don't believe that. I think he yeah. actually wants the rematch. Mm. That's what I believe. Ashante, have you ordered this T-shirt? Let me know because um, there's, I don't know, the post, the postal service has been going mad. Uh, one of the guys ordered the Roadman uh, T-shirt Bruv, some weeks ago, we had to resend it this week. So my guy who does order that, resend it. So I don't know if you've actually ordered it, but let me know. Just send me a text if you've ordered it and you're awaiting it because we'll get that out to you. The the, the, the Stamina for Sale t-shirts will be on the YouTube website very soon um, because we've passed the 10,000 subscribers mark now so we can actually uh, sell the t-shirts uh, on the YouTube channel, and there will be a link direct to the website. So yeah, look out for that. Um, yeah, um, oh, Bobby, right? Come on, Bobby. What are you saying, Bobby? Tundi, Tundi Spence, can you ask Gary to put the episode on Spotify, please? As I, I had to dip in and out because of my daughter. Okay, my daughter was unsettled. Okay. 
Yeah, no, that is going to go up on there anyway, because I know Gary Gary's on that right now, so he put it up on there so he can grab it. Um, I've been I've been grateful for today's show, too. I've seriously, I've seriously really, really been grateful. Not only that, but I've got a microphone, so you know I mean, I feel I know it's not going to echo, so people don't have to be worried about how they're listening to me. But yes. I am truly grateful to be on there with my brother from another mother. You know what I mean? And like Gary is doing his bits. Gary's our guy, mate. You know what I mean? Gary works so hard behind because he puts everything together. Behind the camera. Yeah, like me and Tun say, yeah, run this, do that. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Gary certain times out, out in Waitrose. You know, Gary shops in Waitrose and he's just got that Waitrose face in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. Froze, what are you talking about? You see me, you see anyone promoting gun violence? Because I said roadman science. What, what, does, how does that in any way insinuate that we're promoting gang culture? But right. I tell you what it does, it means you're blocked. No, no, no. Before you do that, before you block I him. Like that. No, have you blocked him already? I'm about to block him. So say right. what you want to say. Let's explain to what roadman science is. Roadman science is a mentality. Roadman science is like, exactly. yeah, you want it and you're gonna go go after it and you're gonna go grab it. So when Tundu's exactly. talking about a roadman science, which got quoted in the Sun newspaper. Right yes, about how yes, how how and in the and in the daily yeah, mail, you know? yeah. right? When Tony's talking about this roadman science, he's talking about a mentality, meaning that you're going to grab this thing with two hands, right? Yes, roadman science because you're hungry because you're from yes. the roads. That's what it means, right? Yes, Not no gang foolishness. Roadman science could mean that you're a father with with four children and you hustle really hard. And you maneuver yourself in position so you can maintain for your family and your wife. That's Roman science. Roman science could also mean, yeah, that you're going through a certain adversity in your life. And as you're going through that adversity in your life, you are not going to quit because you've got this embedded inside of your heart of your tunnel vision and focus. That is Roman science. Roman Come science on. does not in any way mean that we're going to rob, steal, and pillage, and do anything against the law. Because that's not Roman science. That's criminality. Talk the things, man. Talk the thing. So when my brother from another mother saying the Roman science, that is what he's talking about. Because we are from the roads. Hmm. And let me just say, the word science is a noun. And it actually means the intellectual and practical activity encompassing the systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation and experiment. <laughs> so, bro, don't try to bring no romantic. Bro, you try to bring some negative connotation in it, so you're blocked. How <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> yeah, and what a great way to finish up. Old time Bobby Wright. You know, you're always gonna get some silly man trying to put some negative spin on our thing. It can't work because we are examples of people coming from a certain environment, but thinking bigger than in the in the environment, and then <clears throat> going back to their environment which they came from and showing people how beware of certain traps. Um, which may or may not have been laid for you, but don't fool in them. Don't fool for the, the old okie though. Just Come keep, on. you know, have a goal, have a vision. You know, this is what we're trying to say to people because we've all been there. You know, not all of us, but certain of us, myself and Spencer, you know, we've been there. We've been 
on the streets and you know we know what works and what doesn't work and uh we just want people to have a goal and and go for it never give up work hard dedicate yourself to one particular thing which is very hard and you can make it you can be successful don't let anyone fool you if you work hard you can work hard and still not get nothing that's the biggest lie perpetuated to people from the inner cities it's a lie hard work you reap what you sow simple as, as that sow, as you reap there you go come on dream it believe it become it ladies and gentlemen it's been a great show another lovely sunday spent with my brother from another my two brothers from another the man behind the gap cam gary blake and the one the only the master knowledge the mr box wreck himself spencer fearon ladies Come and on. gentlemen dream it believe it become it come on down listen man we might have to jump onto something this week because i know that lee wood is going to come talk to us and i would love to talk to him over his fantastic win that he had yesterday in one of the greatest british fights world title fights that this country's seen so yes, peace sir. to your fingers i'm out peace and love to you all later <laughs>